Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. WPHT, HD, 3 Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Fugazi cabinets running in South Jersey. The corruption continues, and Joe Biden's raking it in. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here. Busy day. We had some, well, so far, three fantastic interviews. Senator Jeff Van, um, Congressman Jeff Van Drew taking a uh, well-deserved victory lap on the death of the Orsted Wind Farm. Congressman Scott Perry, the House Oversight Committee, and what's going on with the investigation into the Bidens and Senator Rand Paul, of course, on the oversight of Fauci and the lies that were told, the cover up and the and the, uh, the misinformation by our government. You know, the theme that runs through all these things, though, which I think is really the key issue of today's show, is that the government controls the information and uses its mighty powers through various federal agencies to tell you what the science really is. And then they're joined in the, this unholy triad with the corporate media that just parrots everything the government tells them to. And then up until recently, social media, all of it, including Twitter. Now you have Elon Musk as the outlier, but the government, big tech, corporate media, together in this dark, unholy triad working to control information to silence you and shut you down. Whether it's about whales, whether it's about COVID, whether it's about gender identity, it's all the same. It's all the same thing. And then at the end of the day, it all comes back to money, 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 money. Because a lot of people get rich off of gain of function research. They get rich off of drugs to fight the viruses they create in the lab from gain of function research. They get rich off windmills that you and I pay for in your taxpayer dollars to subsidize and build. They get rich off of surgeries to mutilate and amputate children and give them drugs that block puberty. These people make money off all this stuff. It's a lot of money. And that's why they cover things up, because it's a lot of money. You follow the money. You follow the fazools, as we say. And that, of course, brings us to the corruption of Joe Biden. In such a desperate attempt by the government to stop Donald Trump from becoming president of the United States of America. The government told you that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And so all the Hunter Biden nudie pics, that's what they just stayed and they thought that if that stuff came out, you'd be so shocked and appalled, of course. So they had to tell you it was Russian disinformation. And actually, what we now know is that the emails that came out, Hunter Biden's Fugazi email names, his 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 fake names, his aliases. Uh, and also, too, of course, the links to his son, Ukraine, Biden threatening them to withhold the billion dollars in foreign aid if Ukraine did not fire the prosecutor. It's all coming out. It's all, but it was all there. It was all there on the Hunter Biden laptop. And it could have come out in January, or excuse me, in October of 2020. But the corporate media, the government, big tech all got together, did their thing, told you it was Russian disinformation and told you you couldn't talk about it. You couldn't share it. And they took it down. And that's why when Senator Rand Paul says his bill is going to, it's amazing you even have to have a bill that would protect constitutionally protected speech, but it's amazing that you even have to have a bill like that. You think the Constitution would just do it, but of course it doesn't. Not in this day and age where you have this incredibly powerful executive branch of government that completely and utterly obliterates liberty on a daily basis for its own end, its own means. This is uh, what the chairman of the Oversight Committee, James Comer, came out today talking about the bank records. You follow the money here. And the government knew all this was there. 
But they had to tell you that the Hunter Biden laptop story was disinformation because they were terrified that if this came out and it showed that Joe Biden would be compromised by the Ukrainians, by the Russians, by the Chinese. And don't forget the Romanians. Don't forget poor Romania. They they bribed him, too. Damn it. Uh, you would people wouldn't have voted for him and Trump would have won the election. So they had to go out there and tell everybody it was Russian disinformation. So think of all the lies over the years. So why everybody who at any point you were called a conspiracy theorist, whether it was over this or it was over whales dying because of windmills or whether it was over COVID coming from a lab or whether it was the fact that Bill Gates was funding all this. You're vindicated with all of it. But look at the this this alliance here, this unholy triad and how they work to protect their own interests. And what's what's it all about? Money, 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 money. That's what it's all about. Here's cut number one. Remember when Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. Well, not only did he lie about his son, Hunter, making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account in the form of a personal check. And the oversight committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. As Hunter Biden extorted this associate, Hunter claimed he was sitting with his father and that the Biden network would turn on his associate if he didn't pony up the money. The extortion scheme worked. Days later, $5 million flowed in from a Chinese affiliate of CEFC. Over the following three weeks, Biden family members made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money. Here's how that happened. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West 3, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West 3 sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lion Hall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden for $40,000. The memo line of the check said loan repayment. Like the payment to Joe from AmeriCorps funds, it's certainly plausible that this payment where James and Sarah used funds from China was indeed a loan payment to Joe. But even if this $40,000 check was a loan repayment from James Biden, it still shows how Joe benefited from his family cashing in on his name with money from China, no less. Without his family peddling his name and his son threatening a CEFC associate with consequences that he said Joe Biden knew about, James wouldn't have had the money to write the $40,000 check to his brother Joe. It's also worth remembering that Biden family efforts to secure millions from this Chinese company began when Joe Biden was still vice president. In taking funds sourced to a CCP-linked company, that wanted to advance China's interest, Joe Biden exposed himself to future blackmail and put America's interest behind his own desire for money. The House Oversight Committee will continue to follow the money and hold President Biden accountable for his corruption. Yes, good, because uh, accountability is everything. That's really what the takeaway with the conversation with Senator Rand Paul is about. That's why his book is so important. Holding people accountable. Now, remember something, and I, and, and I get it. I do. I get it. There is always this thirst out there to put people away. And, you know, Rand Paul said it. I don't I don't have the ability to put people in jail. You still have to bring this information out because it's how you change people's thinking. When the Orsted Wind Project started years and years ago, when it was first something that was backed by then Republican Governor Chris Christie, it was popular. People thought, oh, hey, wind, sure. I mean, there's lots of wind at the ocean, a lot of wind at the ocean. Brings in the biting flies sometimes in the summer and 
Nice breeze. Yeah, it makes sense, right? And they, ah, you won't even see them. Uh, don't worry about it. You won't even, they'll be so far back, you won't even see them. People are like, ah, whatever. They'll save me money. I don't care. It was popular. Then whales and dolphins started dying. And people started going, what's killing whales and dolphins? And they started to wake up to it. The unholy triad of the government, the corporate media, and big tech worked to tell you that it had nothing to do with the wind turbines, obviously. But people kept digging, and then they kept seeing virtual renderings of what this would look like, and then public opinion started to change, and now the Orsted Project is dead. So sometimes just getting the information out there is enough. Getting the information out there about how COVID started, getting the information out there about what the FBI is doing, working with the government to suppress speech can be enough to change things. And, I, and, and does it mean that Joe Biden's going to end up in handcuffs? Does it mean Fauci's going to end up in handcuffs? No, but it not necessarily, but it does mean that their credibility gets destroyed. There's political justice. People wake up. Then there's elections. Things, projects go away. I hope gain of function research goes away like the wind farms. I hope that's next on the chopping block. And then you have you 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 just have to first get people to wake up. And this is why the government works so hard to suppress speech, because when you wake up and you turn around and you go, well, I don't want I don't want these freaking windmills, whale killing windmills. Well, now suddenly billions of dollars of money gone. So that's. You're taking that right out of somebody's pocket right there. Some lobbyist, some lawyer, some former politician who's on their payroll. You're taking their money away. You turn around and go, I don't want them making freaking viruses in a lab. What are we doing here? Why would we do this? Well, now you're taking money away from Big Pharma. You turn around and you say, this, this COVID vaccine isn't really a vaccine now, is it? Well, taking money away from Big Pharma. You see, whenever you threaten their bottom line, that's when they turn around and they say, we got to shut you up. And this is exactly the point. But when you wake people up, you can shift opinions. Think about it from this perspective, too. Prior to COVID, a lot of people that you know were not engaged in politics. Right? They were not engaged in politics, whether it was school board elections, whether it was local elections. COVID was a game changer. They learned a lot of things. They saw a lot of things about what was happening, particularly the curriculum their kids are being taught, COVID protocols all that nonsense that went on, and they woke up. The reason why the government works so hard to silence you and to keep you from hearing different opinions is because when you wake up, there can be change. So that's why they do it, because they know what can happen. Here is, uh, for example, and this is another good point here. This is... Senator Rand Paul, who was just on, but it's okay because it's 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 really important to do. He asked about the FBI meeting with social media companies and he grilled Christopher Ray, who never should be the FBI director. Christopher Ray should be out with well, the power of the, what the FBI has done targeting its citizens going all the way back to, yes, Martin Luther King, Aretha Franklin and so many others and still doing it today, controlling information, spying on American citizens. Cut number five. The First Amendment. Director Ray, same question. Is the FBI still meeting with social media companies? Uh, we're having some interaction with social media companies, but, uh, but all of those interactions have changed fundamentally uh, in the wake of the court's rulings. That's sort of an acknowledgement that perhaps you weren't just talking about national security, child pornography, and human trafficking, right? You had other areas of, of discussion that did involve constitutionally protected speech. No, no, that's not an acknowledgement of well, that. Then how did you change your behavior? Uh, out of an abundance of caution, uh, in, in order to make sure that we don't run afoul of any court ruling, I would say, by the way, of course, that the injunction has been stayed uh, by the Supreme Court. Did, did any uh, anybody from the FBI ever discuss constitutionally protected speech with social media organizations? Not to my understanding. Vaccine efficacy, never discussed any post concerning vaccine efficacy? Well, uh, certainly not, because to my understanding, uh, as, as, as you know, the, the, the FBI was the first and for a long time the only agency in the intelligence community to assess that the COVID origin was most likely from a lab leak. I, I uh, so the idea you, that we I, were I commend engaging you for, I in... I commend you for yeah. that, but 
the Twitter files and other indications, as well as the Missouri versus Biden, list many cases of both DHS and FBI discussing constitutionally protected speech, vaccine efficacy, mask efficacy, um, people who said, my brother got the vaccine and died yesterday, and the brother actually did die, but proof of cause and effect is one thing. But taking down posts like that was part of the discussion in these meetings. Not by the FBI. We, we would not have been engaging with social media companies about vaccine efficacy, to my knowledge, certainly. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't you just love, love when, when these bureaucrats get in the hot seat and they have to get called out on this stuff? Don't you love it? It makes me very, very happy. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli if you'd like to weigh in today. Uh, and by the way, uh, speaking of DeSancta Traitorous, because Ron, Matt DeSancta Traitorous is a huge traitor to me personally, to the show, to the <laughs> station. True. But the question that I have for you is, are you heightening it? Heightening. <laughs> are you heightening? I know where you're going with this. No, I'm not wearing uh, cowboy boots with lifts in them. You're not heightening, no, as they said. Mickey them. was heightening. <laughs> Do you think Ron DeSantis is wearing lifts in those cowboy boots? That seems to be all the rage now. That's a popular theory all over social media. Well, this is my favorite article of the day today. Speaking of misinformation, Politico magazine, three expert shoemakers say Ron DeSantis (laughs) is probably wearing height boosters. Now, this is such a stupid thing to even be discussing. But nevertheless, let's talk about it. The taller guy usually wins in the presidency, not in life. But is he heightening it? Is he wearing hype boosters? I personally don't think it matters, and I don't know why anyone would care. But that being said, those cowboy boots do look a little strange, in they my do. opinion. Yeah, he's he looks like, but they've got pictures now where he's got hidden heels on. Let's face it, the Italians, some of us are not the tallest men. We are endowed by our creator with other wonderful things but not and there's no correlation but anyway the point is that based on everything that i see it probably he's got some heel going on right there yeah and i actually saw a uh, i meant to add it to the show sheet i saw a clip he was on a podcast i guess late yesterday and um he was asked about the potential lifts in his boots and how it's just kind of gone everywhere on social media the allegations are out there he was not too happy about those rumors. And I feel like if he... Did he deny? Did he officially deny them? He said it was ridiculous and that wasn't the case. But also, if it wasn't true, I, I don't know. Was, I thought his reaction was a little strange. Like, if you accused me of wearing lifts in my Nikes right now, I would just laugh and move on. He, he kind of, like, spent a lot of time discussing it. And there's an old saying, Ophelia doth protest too much. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Uh, he, he did say in the interview he's 5'11". No way is he 5'11". Doesn't seem like no. it to me. 5'11", no friggin' way. 5'11's a height you say when you're under 5'9". If yeah. He, if he was 5'11", he would definitely just round up and say he's six foot, right? Yeah, I yes. tell people I'm 5'11". <laughs> but there you go. That's all you need. That's all you need to know right there. That's all you, that's all you need to know. It's fantastic. The other thing, too, is that since yesterday was Halloween, I got to send uh, Johnny Cook to this. Uh, thank you to this. So movie trailers are always controversial, whether or not movie trailers are, uh, are they good? Sometimes they're better than the movie. Are they worth it? Or they take away from the movie? Do they show too much? And this is a debate that I've had over the years. We've covered a lot of bases today. We've talked about dead whales, COVID, va- COVID virus origins, dead people voting in Jersey, Democrats rising from the dead. All of these things can be terrifying to children, but not nearly as terrifying as a horror movie trailer, according to National Public Radio. NPR actually, yes, Elizabeth Blair dedicated time to this issue. Has your kid been frightened by a horror movie trailer? Remember, our children are fragile, delicate little snowflakes who need to be masked up and and, and taken away from their friends and they can't play sports and they can't do these things because it's a dangerous, scary world out there and there might be a stranger hiding behind a bush to take your children so they can't play by themselves. And if your parents and you let them go play and be free-range kids, they'll slap cuffs on you. But if you want to let your 12-year-old daughter chop her boobies off, and you, they'll actually pay for it. So the world is insane on this issue. But if you just let your kids, say, play in the backyard or walk home from school, you could, as a parent, lose your children. 
If you say no, Johnny, you're not chopping your schwanz off. You're 13 years old. You may need it later in life. They, you may lose your children. Uh, so it's real, very hard to keep track if you're playing at home, the consistency issue here. But consider it that yesterday was Halloween and our children are so delicate and such precious snowflakes. National Public Radio, paid for with your taxpayer dollars, I may add, which is why when you're driving down the road and you see these gigantic billboards, what, what's the st- their stupid saying that they have? I think it's um, no noise or something, less noise. And the implication being, of course, that I'm noisy, I think. They're definitely taking shots at me. That KY, what is not KYW? That's ours. Um, what is it? HYY, right? HYY. Yeah, they suck over there. They do. I mean, they're terrible. Because everybody who works at WHYY, in my opinion, is a government bureaucrat because they get funding from the government. So that makes you, in my opinion, a government bureaucrat. That makes you a government worker. You know what I mean? Not a radio guy. I don't get funding from the government. We don't get funding from the government. So I'm just pointing that out. But anyway, uh, so NPR. Have have your children been traumatized by a movie trailer? Cut 12. When NPR put out a call for adults whose kids have gotten scared by horror movie trailers, we heard stories. One dad said he became a remote control ninja every time they watched sports. A mom bought tickets to see Gran Turismo with her nine-year-old. It's pretty tame, but the theater showed a trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. Hello? <laughs> There's no remote in a movie theater. But even when you're at home, all it takes is a few seconds of gore to scare a child. That's what happened to Kari Pitkin recently when she was watching the comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine with her 11-year-old daughter. Slip me some skin. (laughs) Sprinkle me, sprinkle me. And all of a sudden, a trailer for the new Exorcist movie came on. I think it's called Believer. The body in the blood. The body in the blood. I quickly, like, shut down the computer, but... My daughter has a very, you know, big imagination and she doesn't like scary and she went totally pale and kind of held me and was like, what was that? And of course, in the big picture, she's fine, but it just seemed like such an an avoidable thing. It seems like it should be avoidable, but opting out is complicated. Just about every platform has parental controls designed to help adults filter what kids see, but what's appropriate for kids is subjective. And good luck keeping up with technology. Betsy Bosdeck is with Common Sense Media. I think parents constantly feel like they're falling behind on parental controls. They're not the same from service to service or device to device. Uh, for, even uh, when- thank you. For, first of all, A, number one, every time you watch a Disney animated movie that's not scary, your children are subjected to propaganda constantly. Or you watch a Disney live action movie. Your children are subjected to propaganda. Let's can we stop acting like uh, the kids watching a trailer for The Exorcist are going to have their lives forever altered. You know what is really going on here, right? It's like, look over here, the shiny object. Ooh, scary face. Don't pay attention to the rainbow unicorn telling little Johnny he's actually really Susie. You know what I mean? Uh, Stop. Get, please, the grooming and the propaganda that goes on in television and movies to our children, trying to direct them and guide them. Didn't we have on, what was it? Netflix had a show with an ox who identified as they, them. Do you remember that show? What was that show called? It was like they, them ox or something. You know what I'm talking about? You remember that, Matt DeSantis? Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to find it right now. But it was a exactly bison we, uh, who identified as a girl or something. Uh, and it was, it was a Pig? kid's show. No, it wasn't Peppa Pig. No, Peppa. Something I never heard of. It was like, oh, uh, <clears throat> Ridley Jones. That was the name of the show, Ridley Jones. Ridley Jones. And Ridley Jones had like, it was a it was a cow that identified as a chicken or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was a nine, non-binary cow, I believe. <laughs> non-binary cow. <laughs> yes, that's right. A non-binary cow. And... Uh, but, but that would never, you'd never have NPR having a segment on that going. So do you think it's appropriate for children to be exposed to a cow that is non-binary? They go, no, it's actually healthy for children to be exposed to that because um, this will show them that, in fact, all this is perfectly normal. But if you expose children to horror and show them that life might be actually scary, for example. That they're too delicate and precious and they're snowflakes and they'll be forever traumatized. They'll be on the psychiatrist's couch going, my mother showed me the exorcist trailer when I was a kid and this is why I'm a failure at everything in life. 
That and the fact that I had no discipline and nobody ever really made me take my job seriously in life. And also, too, I got a trophy all the time. But it wasn't any of those things. It was the fact that one time when I was a kid, I saw the Poltergeist trailer and it freaked me out. (laughs) And Freddie Voorhees, no, no, it's Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger had nails. And the whole time I thought they were nails, but in the remake, it turns out Freddy is just now a she and Freddy literally just got her nails done. Freddy Krueger, instead of, you remember the old shh? Come on, that horror movie was around for you guys, right? I don't remember. They've only made 175 of them. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, I just I know the movie. I just watched it for the first time uh, last week. The original? Yes. With Johnny Depp? Yes. How good was that? I I really liked that. I really enjoyed it. I told you, right? Yeah. Johnny Depp, how young is he looking in that movie too, by the way? Literally like 15. I think he's supposed to be 15. He looks like Yeah. It. So Freddy and the new... They, then they made several remakes of that. They made sequels and all kinds of the reboots and whatnot. They had at one point Freddy Krueger fighting Jason, I think in space. They might have been fighting in space. <laughs> it's very possible. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Batman, George Clooney version of Batman. Either way. In the new one now, Freddy comes back and then when the nails... They're not knives anymore. They're literally those... Printed nails with pink sparkles, and now Freddie is a is a, is a she, and it's Frederica, Frederica Krueger. But you can scratch with nails. You know what I'm saying? But if they show that trailer, that'd be good. They go, oh, it's so healthy for them to see how Freddy Krueger can now be Frederica Krueger. It's very healthy for children to be exposed to that. But if you show them the original version. Freddie had knives out that went and then killed you through your mattress in your sleep. And literally, then the kid would be scarred for life and would have to go to therapy. This is such BS because I'll tell you something. When I was a kid, me and my friends would watch for Halloween. We would watch the first three Friday the 13th movies. I was a young kid. I thought they were great. Kids don't take this stuff seriously. Do you think kids really get scared by horror movies? No, Uh, they don't. They think it's, it's silly. I mean, it depends. Oh, please. <laughs> By the way, it's worth noting that at the end of that NPR report, um, I forget who the reporter was, but she advocates for some sort of governmental regulation. Oh, do you have that part? Yeah, I can. Oh, good. Right now. Oh. Yeah, because instead of letting parents make choices for themselves <laughs> and decide whether or not it's appropriate for their kids, we should have another government intervention here to control our lives and take away our freedom and our liberty. I think that's a, what's an excellent idea. Excellent. Here, it's somewhere in this last, like, 15-second chunk. And, you know, to talk to your kids about what they've seen. If they seem rattled by an ad, even if it's just, you know, a 30-second spot, it's a great opportunity to jump in and explain that this is fantasy, it's entertainment, you know, it's not real. Bosdeck knows co-viewing isn't always an option, but she says until there's regulation, platforms can show just about whatever trailers they want. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Platforms can do whatever they want until the government comes in and shuts them down. Uh, uh, And we're traumatizing our children, our precious little snowflakes. Remember, this is a reminder. Don't let your kids walk home from school until they're 25. You know that the child's brain is still developing. We had that NPR report. Remember in Pennsylvania, there's that bill to say you're not an adult until you're 25 years old. I'm I'm still developing. You are developing. You're a child. And I don't think you should be allowed to walk home from school by yourself yet. My opinion, you are not responsible for your actions. Your brain is still maturing, Henry. Yeah, exactly. So. All those crimes I was about to go commit, you know, it's fine because I just haven't hit the age yet. I haven't (laughs) reached my full maturity. If I give you someone's name, will you kill them for me? And then I shouldn't, then I'm implicated. Talk about about it off the air. And then you could just claim that you were just immature and then you'll be fine. Right. You'll be back on the street. Right. But then just, just don't tell them that I told you to kill that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's where I get into no, trouble. No, this won't be admissible evidence. Yeah, that's th- not at all. Just dump the whole dump the whole premeditated murder segment, if you would, for me. <laughs> Hopefully people tuned out yeah. after Rand Paul. Was, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was all downhill after that, yeah. obviously. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Still got a lot of show to go. I am speaking at the Montgomery County Republican dinner tonight. All the way up in Bluebell. So I'm going to hit the road at 6. And stunt brain Michael Pelka will take over for the final hour. He's got Gordon Chang on. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you stay tuned. But Senator Ed Durr joins me next. We'll talk about all the latest goings on. They are coming after him big time. Ed the trucker. Because he is one of the original OG Zeoli Army members. 
and they are trying to stop him this election day. He's the guy that shocked the world. He's my guest next. But I want to tell you about Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. They are outstanding. And the work that they do will make you so happy when it comes to either a new, a certified pre-owned, or a lease. Now, I'm in a program called Care by Volvo. So every five months, I have access to a new Volvo, that new car smell. Right now, I'm driving the XC40, and I love it. It's an SUV with a ton of cargo space. And I know this because we're moving. We just moved into our new house yesterday. I have had to make so many trips from the old house to the new house to load up stuff that I forgot to pack. And the cargo space on this XC4, XC40 is amazing. Bridget's got the XC90. So we were able to have the three kids in there because it's so wide and spacious. Still load up her trunk, the back of it. And I loaded up my car. And yes, we still needed movers, but made the job so much easier. And we were safe the entire time doing it. So they're beautiful cars. They're great cars. Completely luxurious. And Care by Volvo at Cherry Hill Volvo is where you want to go because they'll take great care of you. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill is where relationships matter, and they prove that every day, every day. So reach out to them today. Just go say hello. They're minutes over the bridge on Route 70, and Judith, Yosef, and the entire team will take great care of you at Cherry Hill Volvo. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right. He is one of the original members of the Zioli Army. He is my buddy. He was there with us from day one and they shocked the world when he defeated the South Jersey Democrat machine and went from just being plain old Ed the Trucker to being Senator Ed the Trucker. Senator Ed Durr joins me right now. What's up, my man? How are you doing, Rich? I'm doing better than you because I'm not getting attacked relentlessly on TV and in the mail and on radio. I am getting attacked, but just I don't hear about it as much. Well, well, I, I, I can take it. I'm, I'm a big boy. I, I'm actually probably about 5'11 also. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me Ed Durr doesn't heighten it? No, I don't hide it. it, it you know, it, I, I don't worry about that. But I, I find that ridiculous. Again, see see the stupidity of the world. They're worried about his height when, when we got more important things. Just like they're talking about, you know, smearing me, but they're not talking about the important issues of the campaign. You know, we're t- we, you know as well as I do that John Birchelli, you know, voted yes for that school agenda that, you know, allows to block parents out from knowing what's going on with their kids. And now he's coming around saying that he's a good guy and he, he wants to fight for the parents' rights. It's the stupidity of the world. Yeah, it is the stupidity of the world, Senator Edgar. You're exactly right. The stupidity of the world. It's great to have you on the show. I, I think it's important that people know that they want revenge. Nobody thought you could win except for you. And you won. And you've been working so hard every weekend, every day. You go to work and then you go knock on doors. How many doors have you knocked on so far? Uh, We were just looking at that. We were around between Tom Tedesco and I, who's uh, running for assembly. He and I got about 12,000 doors between the two of us. 12,000. That's just the two of us. We I think we're over 30,000 for the whole team. That's that's fantastic, Senator. I think that's great. Wait, is are the school issue is that still the big issue? I mean, I, when I go around and I was in your county, Gloucester County, just the other morning, I was I was speaking there. I think as a parent, I still hear more people talk about the school issue. And I was out driving around yesterday, seeing all these lawn signs, but they're lawn signs for school board members who are running candidates yeah. for the school board. Uh, so what the Democrats have done with education, with the indoctrination, their attempts to keep our kids locked down and then to control their thinking and their speech, still the biggest thing you're hearing about? It's probably one of the most important issues, no matter what county I go into, whether it be Salem, Gloucester or Cumberland County. It still is very important, especially when you end up at a home with children, you know, where it's parents and the children. So it becomes a very important issue. Now, of course, there are other topics. Of course, you know, what James Carwell said, it's the economy stupid, you know, so it is. It still comes down to affordability. I've had many people tell me they're they're not staying. They're leaving because it's just ridiculous. They, they, they cannot see how they can afford to live here 
any longer. Well, they can't. I mean, that's the problem is that it's getting more and more expensive and more outrageous. And But we did have a big win, though. King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness. Now that the wind turbine project, the Orsted project is dead. And thank you for your hard work in that as well. Joining your colleagues in South Jersey in the legislature and joining Congressman Jeff Andrew to fight against that. I mean, that was a big win for common sense and for freedom was the death of the wind turbine project. Absolutely. You know, it's we we tried to tell them we would repeatedly said, look, this, this thing doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It's not affordable. It's not going. It's, it's not that we're opposed to alternative measures of energy, but you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's what Governor Murphy and his administration wanted to do. That's what the Democrats wanted to do. You know, they went so far as to give a billion dollar tax break you know, that would have helped the you know, New Jersey residents with their high utilities and, and they just didn't care. They, they were going to do it at all costs. And now Orsted saw the writing on the wall and said, look, we can't afford to do it. So it ain't going to happen. And that, and that's, you know, because trust me, if it wasn't Orsted pulling the plug, they'd still be all in on this. Well, that's true. And not only were they uh, pulling the plug, no pun intended, of course, but the, the, the subsidies that you and I had to pay as taxpayers, as ratepayers, people don't understand that. I mean, they were getting kicked back. The state was paying for it. The feds were paying for it. And then if the project happened and thank God it didn't, we would then have to pay in our utility bill. Everybody acted like this was, oh, the wind's free. Oh, it's going to be free, free energy from, from the wind. Give me a freaking break. People were going to make billions off of this because of Again, government subsidies and crony capitalism. Absolutely, Rich. And it doesn't even address the issue of what other aspects it would have caused harm to. We we already seen the multiple whale and dolphin deaths that were happening. And I don't care what they say. They can say all they want. There's no evidence. I, I can go with correlation, causality and correlation. And for me, it, it clearly had an effect. But even to that point with all the turbines out there in the coast, the fisheries were saying how it was going to harm the fishing. And we have fisheries here. I have fisheries in my district, Lunds being one of the major fisheries. That's jobs. Hundreds of jobs would have been lost if that fishery hadn't closed because of the damage that had been done. Think about all the men and women who depend on it. The ones who use it for their livelihood or also use it for supplement their feeding you know, for their own groceries. And, and they didn't think about all these uh, unintended consequences. So I'm so happy that this is not going to happen, but I still feel like we are going to still feel some of the burden that has been placed upon us because it was started. Now, we haven't seen the full damage yet. Senator Ed Durr is my guest, and he joins me right now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Here's something else I wanted to ask you, too, Senator. Uh, when you're out there on the campaign trail and you're you're fighting to keep this, people, I don't know if they understand, you could be in the majority come January if all goes well next Tuesday in New Jersey. The Republican legislature, the Senate, really, we've got a chance of flipping this, and that would be amazing because then you could have accountability. You could actually... Hold these people's feet to the fire like the Attorney General Matt Placken. You, you, could, you could hold uh, uh, Murphy accountable for the deaths of all of the veterans in nursing homes during COVID. Absolutely. Well, uh, Senator Panaccio had sponsored a bill that would call for a, you know, an investigation with subpoena power. We get majority in the Senate. We can actually pass that and have a hearing with subpoena power. Subpoena power is important, Rich, because it allows us to pull people in and answer for what I believe is crimes. I believe there are crimes uh, that have not been addressed, and I would love to investigate this. And that would be huge to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Subpoena power is key. And the other thing, too, that you could look into, I think, and I'm, I'm sure you'd be more than happy to do that, in addition to the deaths of, of veterans in nursing homes, in addition to uh, the, the cover up, I, I think, by the Murphy administration, an absolute cover cover up of, of his handling of all that. But then there's the whole other aspect, too, uh, of, of uh, what's happening in New Jersey with regards to you and I as as uh, residents, as taxpayers and everything like this. We don't even begin to scratch the surface 
of how this administration has allowed criminals free reign in the state and then blame the victim. I'd love for you to call the attorney general, Matt Placken, in there and say to him, hey, instead of calling uh, suing school districts who want to notify parents if their kid comes to school and says that they're transgender, why don't you go after criminals instead of sending letters to Hyundai and Kia blaming the victim because the cars are getting stolen? Exactly. You know, I'm so angry of how he has presented himself as attorney general. I, you know, I can at least say that I voted against him in the session when he was confirmed. I would, I would not vote for him. I know many of my other colleagues voted against him, you know, and this is one of the things that, as you said, we can call him in on the, call him in on the carpet, so to speak, you know, and make him answer for these things and, you know, address this issue because, you know, we are not the criminals. We are the victims, and we shouldn't be ch- charged like this and went after. So it's it's definitely, a, I, I hold my breath that enough people come out and vote next Tuesday or vote today. There's early voting. I, I don't care how you vote. Mail-in vote, early vote, vote next Tuesday. Please vote because, as I've said a thousand times, the only vote that don't count is the one not cast. So make that vote happen. Yeah, even if you're dead, vote. Just like the Democrats yeah. do. Please. <laughs> Don't let death be an excuse. I won't take that as an excuse, Senator Edder. <laughs> well, listen, buddy, you know, I've got it's been fun getting to know you. I you like I said, years ago, you were one of the OG Zioli Army members sending me messages and we talked a lot. And then I still remember before we were at that event at Tavistock Country Club and you pulled me aside and you said I'm going to win. I'm going to shock the world. And I said, "Okay, Ed, let's see. And you did it. And I think you're going to win again on Tuesday. I feel very confident, but I'm not super confident because I don't want people to take anything for granted and they need to get out there and vote. This is the thing. This is the the problem. We've got Democrats running phantom candidates in South Jersey. We had a guy up in North Jersey just arrested and charged with literally taking ballots out of people's mailboxes and putting new ballots in with his name on it. You, we can never underestimate the tactics and we can never underestimate even things like traffic on the way home from work. So there's nothing wrong with voting by mail. There's nothing wrong with getting your ballot and putting it in a drop box. In fact, I'd say do it just to be safe because otherwise you don't know if you get a late meeting or something like that. But if the Republicans can flip the legislature in New Jersey, it is going to send a shockwave across America. Absolutely. It could be another uh, newsworthy story that will. And, 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 and here's the thing is we actually have plans. We actually have a plan of what to do. As Senator Bucco outlined a few weeks ago with Senator Testa, you know, we, we have plans of what we would like to achieve. And Rich, you, I think you've said it before. I've said it. And I don't know if I got it from you or whatever, but there's only, you know, two ways to run unopposed or scared. That's and it. I'm not unopposed. That's it, buddy. Scared or unopposed. Uh, but never with lifts. Never, never with lifts in your shoes. <laughs> never with lifts. All no, right. Well, because that, you would, know. that would kill your feet on the campaign show. You're out there knocking all these doors, Ed. That would kill your feet. Yes, I can attest. Rich is the only 5'11. Thank you, Everett. All right, Senator Ed Durr. Well done, my friend. Good luck on Tuesday. Get out there and vote for Ed and his team, okay? Ed the Trucker, edthetrucker.com. Thanks, pal. Thank you very much, Rich. You have a great day. The 5 o'clock happy hour is brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May. Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday, now till December 31st. Just mention the promo code Zioli at GrandHotelGameMade.com. Okay, Uh, I have a lot of other things to get to. I have not touched on the issue of funding for Hamas, but I did want to share with you what Senator J.D. Vance said. And he's right about this aid. Well, first of all, I'm tired of all of the money, our money going overseas. It's number one. <coughs> I'm tired of it. Billions and billions of dollars. But as part of this package that Biden is putting out there, there's also humanitarian aid to Gaza. And Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio points out on CBS's Face the Nation why this is a problem, among other things. The fact that, A, we don't have the money and, and B, we shouldn't. We, we got plenty of problems here at home we could use that money for. 
without sending it overseas. But C, it's also going to end up in the wrong hands. Cut number nine. Half of the population of Gaza are children. Sure. Why don't you think the United States can do what Leader McConnell talked about there and provide aid to them? Well, first, Leader McConnell is right, of course, that there are a lot of innocent people in Gaza. We certainly don't want to cause any harm to them. We also have to be, again, reasonable about what we can accomplish. Who delivers the humanitarian assistance? Fundamentally, Hamas is in control of the entire territory. So if you deliver a large amount of humanitarian assistance, who's it going to go to? The children in Gaza or to the Hamas fighters on the front line? Well, I fear United it's going to go to Hamas. The Red Cross, all the international organizations who have been there and administering and frankly stepping up because the government has failed the Palestinians. Palestinian people, in the words of a lot of analysts on both sides of the aisle. Stepping up, but I think there's still a lot of evidence with a lot of these international organizations that when we send aid into Gaza, a lot of it goes into the wrong hands. And that's what those of us who are critical of the president's posture are really worrying about. We don't want to basically fund two sides of the exact same conflict, fund Hamas, fund Israel. It seems like a really bad deal for American taxpayers. Most of all, it's just stupid. Well, it's not aid to Hamas, it's aid to the Palestinian people. Sure. And, and look, a million it, of which are children. And if I could wave a magic wand and give aid to the Palestinian children, I will. But given the realities on the ground, I think if we divert resources to Gaza, it's going to fall in the wrong hands. So you don't trust any of the international organizations that are doing that right I, now? I don't trust Hamas on the ground. And I certainly think the international organizations, look, some of them are good people. Some of them actually have some compromised positions. We can't assume that just because it flows to an international organization, it's going to go to the kids and not to the fighters. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, but don't you love, it's the CBS, the whole thing, the, the whole issue right there, the whole thing with CBS trying to push back, push back and turn around and say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is for children. This is for the children. Corporate media doing their thing. The government, the corporate media, big tech. We've had a lot of that today on the show. It's been a theme throughout the show today. And it's important that you uh, you understand that. Now, I have to get out of here early because I am going to speak tonight at the Montgomery County Republican dinner. I'm excited to do that, but it's all the way up in Bluebell. So it's going to take a good hour to get there in traffic. So what I'll do is I'll turn it over to Michael Pelka. And is he there? Is Stumpray in there himself? Get him on the phone. Wait, what's he doing? What's he taking? I'm here. Wake him up. Wake him up. He's got to go on the air in a few minutes. I'm here, doctor. Uh, where's Opelka? He's here. Put, tell him to put down the bourbon and get on the air. You can't hear him? He's there. No, I can hear him. Oh. Hey, listen, thanks for covering for me the last two days. I appreciate <laughs> You're it. You're killing me. You are killing me, man. Now, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, oh God. We've got some fun coming up, though. I, you know, you, you had uh, Rand Paul on, who I love, but you know he's vertically challenged, too, if we're talking about presidential height. Yeah. You know, he was a candidate one time. I know. I know. And, and maybe follically challenged, too. That's a rumor, but I don't know if that's true. Oh, oh, really? As well, someone who has, I, you know, I suffer from premature cojaculation. Yes. It's a different you, thing. <laughs> there's a pill for that, you know. There uh, is. Yes, there is. It's made in hey, China. Why don't you, you talk know, to Gordon Chang about it when you have him on the show? You see what I did there? That's called it Radio Transition, Opel. I can't believe you did a tease for me, and I so appreciate it. That's, like, excellent. I wouldn't get that out of uh, Henry and DeSantis. Either, no, you know? These two are, you, please. <laughs> you, they didn't even, they're not even listening to the show today to the point that when I did a live read, Henry came in my ear and yelled at me for not doing okay. the live read. He's not even listening to the show. That's an exaggeration. That's literally exactly what happened. Why did I get lumped in with it? Because you're just Henry's a traitor, uh, sanctified yeah. traitorous. Hey, Opelka, I do know for a fact I'm looking over at DeSantis right now. He's a little bit taller today than he was yesterday. <laughs> wow. So you're saying he's wearing a pair of those DeSantis boots? He's got the DeSantis boots on. <laughs> we all get them. If I'm DeSantis, I'm selling boots with an extra inch or two in them. It would be the greatest pr promotional because he sold um, he sold flip flops for the beach during yeah. uh, the Fauci era. During uh, I have a pair somewhere in the political box, but yeah, he sold uh, crazy stuff. So boots, Lucchese's missing a great opportunity here to sell some boots. I'm just saying. I'm saying. And remember when he had on those white boots? He looked like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. He could sell some of those too. <laughs> That's a little f scary, a little freaky. I don't want to go there. Maybe there's something we don't know. Hey, you played Comer and the clip of Comer. Yeah. Doesn't he need a crime scene whiteboard behind him with like pictures and he's drawing lines between all stuff? Because it's getting a little dry. 
Yeah. I, I think he needs to be like one of the CSI things where <coughs> they put all the pictures up on the board and he's going, oh, over here, James Biden and Sarah Biden, they wrote a check and then he holds up a picture of the check and puts it out there. No, no, no. It's got to be more like the mafia movies where they have the head of the crime family and then they have all the people under it. You know what I mean? And they, they show, like the Sopranos and the Sopranos and they had Tony at the top and they would move pictures around and this one became a capo and I think that's the way you got to do it. Either way, I think he needs visual aids, props, because he's getting a little dry. And his forehead seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. I, I, just me. I have no life. And like you said, I'm you are so the, You are so shallow. It's unbelievable to me, the petty and shallow you are. But nevertheless, I'm, you're a damn good talk show host. So I'm glad you're going to do the final hour of the show. And thank you for being here the last two days while I was uh, moving. Yeah, I, I do have questions. So we got a call from one of your stalkers who want to know about the pizza oven. Did you move it? No, I'm, I'm getting a new one. Pizza okay, oven so, stayed. I'm getting a new oven. And yes, it's true. I was chased out of my house by the carpenter bees. That is a true story. Wow. I'm so just they, kidding. Termagard and Fenwick killed all those guys for me. I'm good. Well, aren't you selling the damn thing? Uh, it's And that's why the stalker, I guess, went no. and saw the pizza oven at the house. No, listen to me. I'm not selling it. My goal is to have four houses like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Listen, uh, so. you have to have one on the water, though. You need one on... I, I've got one on a lake okay, in the woods. Okay, listen, I do the Bernie Sanders impressions on this show, okay? Don't you, don't you come into my house and do a Bernie Sanders impression, Opelka. I'll be over on the discipline couch if you need me. You better... Now, now, now you owe me two bottles of bourbon. All right, tune into Opelka. He's next, and I will be back tomorrow from 3 until 7 for a full entire show on my way up to Montgomery County Republican Dinner. So, Mike, have a great show, buddy. And before I get out of here, let me tell you about Dr. Mike Venaria. Save the date for November the 11th. It is his annual Veterans Breakfast. All veterans are welcome. Open to the public. It's a community shredding event as well. And... When you need that smile, that perfect smile that shows the world who you are, that's Dr. Mike Venaria. His specialty is complicated dental implants. It's what he's been doing for decades, and that's why for 10 years in a row, he has been the one, the most trusted, respected reputations among his peers for 10 consecutive years, surpassing expectations as the best dentist in South Jersey, and he's right across the bridge. Two locations to serve you in Cinnaminson and Woodbury. So schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020, 856-786-2020, or visit VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Remember, he's my dentist, he's my friend, and on November the 11th, he'll be saluting our veterans, and he'd love for you to join him at his Cinnaminson office located on Riverton Road. Just go to VenariaDental.com. Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.